There were some new faces around the Indian River School District office when the 2023-24 school year began this past summer. Dr. Alexis McLeese joined the staff as the district's new Talent Acquisition and Certification Specialist, while Matt Schifano came on board as the new Adult and Community Education Coordinator. Both are former teachers who are taking on new challenges in their professional careers. I'm Dave Mall, and in this episode, we speak with Alexis and Matt about their new roles and what they hope to bring to the Indian River School District. Alexis McLeish is up first right after the break. This is the IRSD Spotlight. Dr. Alexis McLeish came to the Indian River School District three years ago after spending more than eight years as an elementary teacher in Newcastle County. She spent two years as a third grade teacher at Lord Baltimore Elementary School before moving to the district office as a talent acquisition specialist in charge of educator recruitment, certification, and mentoring. Alexis stopped by recently to discuss her new positions, the benefits of working in the Indian River School District, and the challenges posed by a nationwide teacher shortage. I'm here with Dr. Alexis McLeish, the Indian River School District's new talent acquisition specialist. Alexis, welcome to the podcast. Dave, thanks for having me today. (laughs) Tell us about your journey to the Indian River School District. So I initially taught upstate in the Red Clay Consolidated School District for seven years before coming down here to Indian River. In the summer, I had always worked downstate from the time I was 17 years old. I made many friends that went to the Indian River School District. They were proud IRSD graduates. They loved it down here, and I was always intrigued by the district. When my husband and I decided to relocate downstate, I decided to apply with the Indian River School District. I came from a larger school district, and I wanted to be a part of a larger school district again where the opportunities are more expansive, and I have enjoyed every moment of it. Now, you taught at Lord Baltimore Elementary School for how long? Yes, I taught there for two years in third grade. Yeah, and now you're here in the district office in a new position. I know you've, you have about 10 years of teaching experience, but what made you want to leave the classroom after 10 years and, and take on this new role? So since I was five years old, even maybe before that, I always wanted to be a teacher. I had a little schoolroom in the basement. I taught my two sisters how to read, a couple different neighbors how to read, and I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. So I went to UD. Um, I completed their teacher program for elementary and special education, and then I got a job in Red Clay. And my first year being a teacher, I decided to go get my master's degree, and I thought at the time I wanted to be a school administrator which I decided later down the road that wasn't the exact path for me. And then I decided to pursue my doctorate from there. And people would always say, teachers that I worked with, my administrators, why are you doing this? What do you want to do? And I always wanted to work with new teachers and to make them more effective in the classroom, to help them um, advise them, expand their opportunities, and pursue their dreams like I did. And this position fulfills all of that. Um, So overall, are you excited about this new opportunity? Yes, I'm very excited. Um, I've enjoyed, so I've been in this position now for almost, it's about two and a half months, a little over that. Um, I've enjoyed working with the new teachers, the resident teachers, our graduate students that are here with us, the lead mentors, 
the different uh, district leaders and school leaders, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. I'm very excited. To you you kind of hit the ground running in the summertime because we had, I, I remember you running around getting ready for uh, New Teacher Day or New Teacher Week. How was, how was that? I know yes. that was a lot of, lot of work for you. So New Teacher Week was a lot to, <laughs> to pick up to start, but it was, it was really successful. And I have to thank Patricia Jennings. She, she really knows what she's doing when it comes to New Teacher Week. And she's able to support the district and make our educators feel welcome. So partnering with her and the Department of Instruction and the leaders here um, at district. It really was a successful week, and I hope that our educators, new educators, and other new hires felt welcome during that time and were able to enhance their understanding of what they're going to be doing and the curricula that they'll be using. Yeah, we had over 100 new educators this year, so I know that was a, that was a big deal. So let's talk about your, your, your current role now. Um, talk about some of your responsibilities that you're going to be taking on, because I know they involve uh, recruitment. Uh, that's a big part of it, but you also assist with uh, certification, licensing, stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, recruitment-wise, we are currently, myself and some others, are going to be headed to Boston in a few weeks to try to recruit some speech language pathologists, and we have some other fairs that we'll be visiting and trying to recruit from there. Certification-wise, I work with those who are in ARTC programs um, and different types of advanced certification. I also work with the New Teacher Mentoring Program, which is the Comprehensive Mentoring Program, also known as CIP. Uh, we have a lot of lead mentors within our district, One, about one within each school and then some district lead mentors that have, they really are knowledgeable in the program. They're able to help and advise those within their buildings and they've been wonderful to work with. I've worked with, like we already talked about, the Department of Instruction team, yeah. um, Mrs. Jennings and others to host New Educator Week to make our educators feel welcome. And then I've received many calls with those who have questions about furthering their education, joining an ARTC program so that they can apply for a new position within our district that they currently do not hold certification in. And an ARTC is an alternative route to certification program where those who have a bachelor's degree are able to acquire a teaching position while going through an ARTC program. And we have many teachers that are in those programs too, and I work with them and their chairs at the university to help support placement and to support success there. Just to clarify on that, yeah. these are these are individuals who have gotten a bachelor's degree but not in the education field, and they've decided that they want to get into education. So this is a way for them to pursue that path and make it a little bit easier to, or to get some services to acquire their teaching yes. certificate, right? Yes, and we're also working with para-to-teacher programs. Mm -hmm. So those who are in the district and they are currently serving as a para, they can go through an ARTC route as well, be a para for one year, and then the next following year be a teacher of record and graduate within two years and have their own classroom and be a certified teacher. So I work with a lot of those educators as well. Now that teacher mentoring program, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because that's a really interesting program that I think we've done here in our district. I don't know if other districts do it, but basically you've got an experienced teacher that is serving as a mentor to like a new educator within their first few years. And I think that's been really beneficial to our to our educators here in the district. Can you talk like a little bit more about how that works? Yeah. So if an educator is brand new to the profession, they'll be placed in the CIP, the Comprehensive Mentoring Program here, and they'll be placed with a mentor for their first two years within the program. And they also have a lead mentor in the building that supports with monthly uh, training. Sometimes they'll meet with them bi-weekly as well. And then they meet for CIP district workshops two to three times a year. We ho uh, host those as well. 
Um, but the mentor they're paired up with conducts obs- observations with them and works with them to ensure that they're meeting their goals that they have set for themselves. And, and just it, showing them the ropes in general. Yeah, showing speed. them the ropes. Um, yeah. It's someone that they can comfortably check in with. Does it help like a new teacher maybe not become overwhelmed you know, initially, because that's a big deal being being a new teacher and having all that responsibility. Does the mentor kind of help them along with with things like that once they just in, get them up to speed? They do, and I think that that mentor is the person that they check in with the most to support them with the questions that they may have, um, and helping them guide them along the way with things that they may not feel comfortable going to other people and asking. Their mentor is there to support them. Yeah. Now, in the recruitment area, I know uh, we've always gone all over the country to recruit people <laughs> a, lot, a lot of times. And, and like you said, you're, you're going to Boston. So yes. what are some of your plans this year in the recruitment area? Because I know there's always job fairs and teacher fairs. I've been to a, many of them myself. What's your, what, kind of, what are your plans for that for the coming year? So I would say that recruitment we find when we look at our statistics of where most of our hires are coming from, they're coming from the state of Delaware and surrounding states. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal this year is to go to the surrounding states, go to mm-hmm. Delaware recruitment fairs as well, and see what talent we can pull in. In addition, we are working with a lot of para-to-teacher programs and ARTC programs. So to continue working within to boost our own people and help them become teachers if they're interested. Yeah. Now, I want to talk to you about a, a very important topic that's affecting not only our school district, but school districts in Delaware and school districts all across the country. Um, and that's the nationwide teacher shortage. And I've done several media interviews personally about this topic. Um, can you address that a little bit? What do you know? What do you think the reasons are for this teacher shortage, and how is it impacting the Indian River School District specifically? So I do know that 50% of teacher preparation programs, all teacher prepar- preparation programs, are down 50%, which is going to make our pipeline of teachers decrease. Um, and that's just not here in the Indian River School District. That is nationwide. There's high rates of teacher turnover. Nationally, um, that may be based upon the demand that's placed upon teachers. I've spoken to teachers in other states that are looking to come here that feel that they have a lack of support. Um, And I know our schools work to really provide the push-in and pull-out supports that our students need um, within our schools here. And then also with COVID-19, at the time, there was relief funding, which uh, brought about the calls for more educators to address learning needs. And that also impacted everything as we needed more teachers. And our population downstate with more properties being built upon and neighborhoods (laughs) developing, we're finding we have more and more students here, which causes us to need more teachers, which we're seeing building other schools within the district and Mm -hmm. um, expanding schools. So it is affecting us. Um, It's affecting really all of our schools and districts nationwide. And I know we had, the last time I looked, we had about 10 or 11 teacher openings, but that's not, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Actually, you mentioned speech and language pathologists, which we really desperately need too. So it's not just classroom teachers that we need, right? It's not, right. I think one of the things that our district has though is support mechanisms. Do you think that will help us in the recruiting area? Like we mentioned teacher mentoring and and things like that. Do you think that'll, that'll be a benefit to our district anyway? Definitely. Yeah. One of the teachers I spoke with, she's in a different state. She was Mm -hmm. looking to come here. And her biggest complaint was that she had double the class size that we do here within our elementary schools in the district. She had special education students with no supports. Um, She was solely on her own. She had double the class size and she was extremely overwhelmed. So I think when educators that are outside of our district see all the support that our district provides, 
um, this will open their eyes and hopefully bring more educators here to us in IRSD. Now, there are some special programs and incentives that we have. You already mentioned ARTC, which is a big one, and we have recruited some terrific teachers through that program. But there's also other other areas, too. I know, uh, for instance, uh, Dell Tech has a, has a bachelor's degree program, a four-year program right here in Georgetown to, you know, become an educator. And there's other things like our year-long residency program. Can you talk a little bit about those and, and, and what they are, basically? Yeah, absolutely. So Dell Tech's uh, bachelor degree program, this is the first year of the program, I forget the exact number of um, residents that they have statewide, but I do know that our district ho- hosts the largest number. We have 11 resident teachers that are placed within three of our schools, North Georgetown, Lord Baltimore, and East Millsboro Elementary. They have a very stringent process that they go through to see that they're choosing the right candidates for their program. Um, so they are selective. It's not everybody getting in the program. It is a selective process. They have to go through a couple different stages. And the 11 candidates that we have are very strong teaching candidates. We've enjoyed working with them, and hopefully they'll continue to become stronger as teachers and work with us moving forward here as they graduate following this year. And let's just clarify, too, these are, these are basically student teachers. However, they spend an entire year in the classroom and become a member of that school's faculty, basically, right. as opposed to uh, you know a regular student teacher pl- placement, which might be six to eight weeks, something along those lines. Yes. So, what's the benefit of being in the school for the entire school year ba- instead of just a few weeks? So, there's a lot of benefits to being a resident versus a student teacher. Mm-hmm. One for the resident is they're receiving a grant money for the year, so they're being paid to be a resident. They will have to teach within the state of Delaware for two years following graduation, Mm -hmm. and that's contingent upon them receiving the money that they receive. In addition, they're formulating relationships within the building with administrators, teachers, and students, and really making a place for themselves. They're seeing what a school year is like from beginning to end, because as a student teacher, you see a couple weeks. You get to enjoy frolicking it a bit, and then you're removed from the situation, and you go somewhere else, and it's done. You graduate. Serving as a resident teacher, you really get to see what the whole year encompasses. You're a part of everything that goes on throughout that year, and you have a more in-depth experience and a stronger knowledge base following your time as a resident teacher. So I think that being a resident teacher prepares you more so than being a student teacher. And you mentioned they have to uh, teach in Delaware for at least two years, but I think most of our, the vast majority of the ones that we've had before have not only stayed in Delaware, They we have hired them as full-time teachers. Am I correct on that? Yes. Yeah. And many of them state that the reason they requested to serve as a resident within the district is because mm-hmm. they hope to teach within the district following graduation. So that would be great for them and for us, and they're getting mm-hmm. acclimated with the school and district now, and they were invited this year to attend New Educator Week. Um, so they were onboarded initially. They became familiar with the technologies and the different curriculums and teams, and I think that that really got them on a rolling start there. We're just about out of time, but how does how does one apply for one of our open educator positions or any position that we have? Can you kind of uh, you know fill us in on how, how a person can go about it? Yeah, that? I'm glad you asked that. I actually had two calls on Friday from members <laughs> of the community asking yeah. how they could yeah. sign up to teach um, or serve as a pair within our district. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go to our webpage, it is irsd.net, um, and you scroll down to the middle of the page, you'll see a link for employment. Um, If you click that link, you'll see various positions posted by grouping. Um, They're grouped by category there, and you can click to apply to the specific job opening. We are part of the Join Delaware Schools Consortium page, so you may already have your information uploaded there. 
and then it would be potentially responding to a few other questions before submitting your application. If not, you'll go through and set up your Join Delaware Schools page and then apply for the job from there. Yeah, so it's all an online system. I know there's some documents you might have to forward, but at least initially it's online and you can apply yes. right at home on your computer. Yes, yeah. right at home on your computer. Yeah, and that's not just for uh, teacher and para positions. All of our positions are up there. If we have uh, you know food service workers, custodial openings, other you know, I think even there's some bus driver things up mm-hmm. there, that type of thing. So now, who who does one contact if they want more information? If you would like more information, you're welcome to contact myself or Michelle Murphy at 302-436-1000. When you speak with reception, please ask for either of us and you will be forwarded to our phone. We would love to assist you and hopefully work with you. All right, Alexis, uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap it up? No, I think that's it. I really appreciate it. I'm loving this position, and I guess I just want to thank everyone I've worked with so far. Everyone has been so welcoming and helpful. And I'm enjoying the job and look forward to continuing. Well, thank you for your time today. Thank you. After the break, we'll speak with the district's new adult and community education coordinator, Matt Schifano. again, coming at you live from the Adult and Community Education Headquarters here at IREC. Our programs are back and better than ever with a full lineup for the fall. That's the sound of Matt Schifano letting IRSD families know that the district's Adult and Community Education Department is once again open for business, following a more than three-year layoff due to the COVID pandemic. Most of you have probably heard Matt's voice through our automated phone system promoting his program's course offerings for fall 2023. Recently, Matt sat down with me to discuss the restarting of the adult and community education program and his interesting journey to the education profession. Okay, I'm here with Matt Schifano, the Indian River School District's adult and community education coordinator. Matt, let's start with your journey to the education profession. You're a 1996 graduate of Indian River High School. But tell us how you became a teacher, because you, you taught at uh, Selbyville Middle School for seven years and a year at Indian River High School before you moved into this position. Correct. And you have a very interesting story about how you got into the teaching profession. Can you share that with us? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, first, I, I come from a long line of educators. Uh, both of my parents were teachers for 30-plus years at the Indian River School District. And believe it or not, uh, education was my first major in college at Elon. I think it was in my sophomore year I switched to business and, and graduated as a business major. Um, it was in my uh, first uh, job out of college. I worked at Morgan Stanley in New York City, and I was presenting to a room full of people regarding a project we were working on. And uh, you know, we hand out f- feedback forms at the end of the you know presentation. And, and I'll never forget I received this one feedback form. Um, it had one word on it with a question mark. It said "teacher?" question mark <laughs> Kind of like have you ever taught before? Because that's all I was picturing, you know, as you were presenting was a teacher. And I was like, hmm, and it kind of just got my mind thinking. And 
I progressed into a few different business jobs from there and then finally stumbled across a business opening, business educator opening at SMS. Mm -hmm. And that's how I kind of jumped into it. But I, you know, again, it was always kind of, I guess, in my blood to to come back. And it's great to be able to come back to the school that I went to um, to teach. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. And I know, uh, like right now, you've moved into your new position here at the uh, at the district office. And Mm -hmm. this is a pretty big deal because, uh, you know, the adult and community community education kind of had to be put on hold when the COVID pandemic hit. And can you talk a little bit about that? Because now we're just getting it going again, basically. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, COVID was tough in every area, um, but it also played a toll um, even in our adult and community education program. And we were talking a little bit about this. It was established decades ago. Um, We actually... I just launched one of our programs last night, and it was a men's basketball group, and he said he'd been doing basketball with his group at the same gym on the same day at the same time for over 30 years. (laughs) So this adult and community education program has been going for quite some time, but COVID just put a clean halt on that in the 2019-2020 school year. And uh, I think the board this past year was like, you know what, let's try and put COVID in our rearview mirror and we really want to launch this um, program again and get people from our community back in using our gyms and mm-hmm. and our facilities so it's it's been it's been quite a whirlwind of the last two months that since i started um i did run some numbers which i thought was great uh michelle murphy who um was the adult and community education coordinator prior to me has been instrumental in developing in, in sh- the program and then really kind of handing it off she mm-hmm. created such a blueprint for how to run it and has really shown me the ropes her last full fall of doing this program, she had well over 300 participants with all the different programs uh, that she was running. And my first goal was to try and get these programs reestablished as quickly as possible. And this this fall, we got almost all of those programs back, and we have just shy of her total number. So it's it was a needed program to be reestablished every piece of feedback I've gotten from these groups that are kind of renewing and and starting up again, they're just so happy to be back. Someone made a comment this past week about how, oh, you're going to get lots of hugs because we just missed being in these gyms for the last four (laughs) years. And it's just, that's the feedback we've been getting. So you could tell it was a time to come back and reestablish this program. Well, I know the community's happy to have these programs back, uh, you know, back in our facilities. Um, Now, so so basically you have your fall 2023 Mm -hmm. uh, course listings out there. Can you highlight a few things for us just about what's being offered uh, as we move into the fall? Sure. So there's two main types of programs. We have our youth, more educational, instructional programs. And then we have our adult programs where they have like their own group and they're just looking for space to kind of meet and play. So some of those adult programs uh, we have going this fall and really starting in December as well. We have a a pickleball group that wants to play, um, basketball groups, multiple basketball groups, a couple of volleyball groups, and even some fitness classes. Um, And then in terms of our youth side, we've got flag football, we've got youth lacrosse, basketball, volleyball, and we even offer a babysitting uh, safe center course where kids can learn um, the ins and outs of babysitting. Mm -hmm. So we've got a full lineup this fall. Well, I think it's interesting to clarify here, too, and um, it's not just, quote, adult ed. Uh, Yeah, there are programs for adults, plenty of them, but it's all adult and community, so there are programs for youth as well. Sure. I just got a phone call from a a parent a, a few minutes before this podcast, and 
she was like, look, I, I see that there's adult ed, but is there any programs for youth? And I'm like, oh, yes, there's, there's plenty for youth. It's, it's something that I've kind of thought about even in the last, my first few months of how do we not rebrand it, but kind of just rename it so people do understand it is for the overall community, whether it's adults or youth. And there is some information on the, um, just to touch on this briefly, there is some information on the website about driver's ed. There's a couple of driver's ed courses that could possibly be available too, right? Right. So uh, Walter Smith, who is the supervisor of the alternative programs, um, kind of under his umbrella, has this virtual driver's ed class uh, where students who aren't at Sussex Central or Indian River, or whose maybe birthday for their 16th birthday falls during their freshman year, they have the opportunity to take driver's ed uh, virtually or offline outside of the school at regular school day so they can still kind of get their license. So we offer that, and, and that posting is also on our on our mm-hmm. site, yeah. um, which I think is a great program just to give um, those young drivers another alternative to, versus their just their sophomore year driver's mm-hmm. ed class at Sussex Central or Indian yeah. River. Now, I know you're going to have winter course offerings and spring course offerings this you know throughout this school year. Can you preview anything that might be coming down the line in the winter and spring? Sure, absolutely. So, as the weather changes, we're going to start doing more things indoor. We've got an indoor field hockey uh, youth for the youth um, that Molly Chamberlain is going to be kind of spearheading for middle level and high school level kids. We've got indoor lacrosse that's going to be starting. We have, we're redoing or I guess renewing the fall classes. All of those classes are coming back for Mm -hmm. the winter and spring Mm -hmm. and hoping to add a a few new ones, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Uh, We've got some interest for uh, like a Zumba dance fitness class. We have some interest for women's indoor field hockey. So more Mm -hmm. of like an adult women's field hockey, a place for them to play, maybe a men's floor hockey. So yeah, we've got lots of things coming down the pipe for winter and spring, as well as we as we grow this program through the summer and into next year, looking for opportunities to add new programs. Now, what's the time frame for the winter courses? About when do you think those listings will be posted? So my goal is to get those posted for people to start registering and paying online, um, hopefully by late November, okay. early December. Yeah. So Okay, that's great. Yeah, so so keep checking our website for those for those course listings. Right. Yeah. We, we have a, a webpage at irsd.net. I know we we're going to get into this later mm-hmm. um, under the community and then adult and community education tab. You'll see right now, you'll see fall 2023-24 class listings. And then as the seasons roll around, I'll be adding the winter and the spring. So yeah, yeah. that's where they'll, they'll be. And one thing we did do in the last four years, we've started new is Everything is done online now, which mm-hmm. makes it more convenient, right? You can register online. You can pay online with a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to make it easier for people to register and sign yeah. up. Yeah. Now, I know that you have a also unique way of letting people know about these courses through <laughs> some automated phone calls you've been making. Some of our listeners may have gotten a few of those already. Yeah, I've, got, I've gotten some feedback on that. Yeah, and I know you try to make them a little interesting, so to speak. Down, set, hot, hot. That's right, Indian River School District families. It's flag football time. The Indian River School District Community Education Department is offering a youth rec flag football league for three different age divisions, ranging from ages 5 to 13. Yeah, my, uh, my goal is to get people to listen to the end. I know um, as, a, as a parent of students, uh, multiple students in our district, um, we get quite a few calls. So my goal is to try and get people to listen to the end. My wife always said, 
if uh, a career in the Indian River School District doesn't pan out, I could always be a sports broadcaster. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've tried to be creative with, with uh, starting out the different automated calls that go out. So keep an ear out for that. Listen all the way to the end. Um, you never know what you're going to hear at the end of some of these calls. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go through it just one more time before we wrap up. Can you just talk about like where people can find uh, the listings and how to register and pay? And that? Sure. So we on our main website for our district, IRS sd.net at the top of the screen you'll see a link for our community stuff right so our community page and within there there's an adult and community education and again it's not just adult education it's for the whole community so it is out there and that is where we'll be posting all of our current as well as future listings that we have and they can register online and pay online yes sir they can they can register with a google form uh just some basic information it probably takes anywhere from one to two minutes to register um, they'll submit it, and once they submit it, they'll get a link to pay online, and they can pay right there on that same page where it says click to pay now. They can enter in their their information, specify which course they're paying for or signing up for, and then they can enter the amount and pay right there, and it, com- it all comes right to me. Yeah. So. That's great. Well, Matt, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today, and good luck with uh, with this with the fall season and moving into the winter and spring. Great. Thank you so much for having me, and I, I really look forward to what this program mm-hmm. becomes. I want to again thank Matt and Alexis for taking the time to visit with us to talk about their new positions here at the district office. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and several other podcast platforms and mobile apps. Episodes and bonus content can also be accessed by visiting irsd.net and clicking on the podcast button on the homepage. To search for episodes on Facebook, Use the hashtags IRSD Podcast and IRSD Spotlight. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School.